0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day.
1: You learn to work and play welcome
0: everybody to wednesday we world games to episode to number 33 Visions i'm joined as always by my co-host, liam jones, Visions jones. Visions. liam i bought a new computer oh yeah.
1: give us the specs give us the dates. run them down
0: i don't know the specs but it, sure <laughs> is there
1: liquid cooling probably not i'm just gonna go with
0: buzzwords that i know <laughs> liquid cooling is there does it flash multiple colors It doesn't. I actively did not buy one that flashed multiple colors. Well, what's the fucking
1: point of buying buying a computer that doesn't flash multiple colors?
0: Like, literally, it's like, most of the higher-end ones are gaming PCs these days, or at least in Irish stores. And I was like, I don't want one that, like, turns bright yellow. I just want a freaking computer. A freaking computer. Yeah. You are the Dr. Evil of the Voices of Wrestling universe. I don't know. Oh, oh yes. One million dollars. Yeah, so uh, it's been a bit of a calamity of errors.
1: <laughs> Just the throwaway line of, oh, yes, one million dollars.
0: Um, yeah, so uh, I bought a, because it's a tower PC, so I needed a new monitor, but I accidentally bought a monitor that didn't have internal speakers. Ooh, yeah, I did the same mistake. <laughs> so the first couple days, I had to use earphones, and then I, I, I did buy uh, my soundbar came today, so it uh, does, in fact, now have noise, which can is, is, is quite pleasant. Yes, but I also accidentally deleted the entire contents of my external hard drive. Oh, <laughs> so- Jesus.
1: It's been a week.
0: Uh, Thankfully, I've been able to recover the entire contents of my external hard drive. How long did that take? Uh, Oh, it took about. uh, It's still not actually finished. It's currently. I've recovered it all onto another drive as well as my computer, and now I'm moving it all back onto the original drive, which was corrupted. So, thankfully, all like 3.2 terabytes of data has been recovered. But uh, yeah, arduous couple of days for me, Liam. A very uh, tumultuous time. Yeah, this is I'm like the computer's fast. That's a plus. Ooh. I have that going for me. <laughs> you can do it for all of the computer games that you play on the computer. I play no computer games on the computer. Basically, my, my old computer, which actually was only two years old, but still, uh, it, it started just getting slow. And I ask a lot of computers, particularly on Tuesdays, for impact. But like, it started getting slow just opening multiple tabs. And at mm. that stage, I'm like, you must go out to pasture if you cannot keep more than like four <laughs> tabs open at once.
1: My Laptop is currently struggling with uh, staying turned on. Oh, that's always a plus. Uh, Not that, like, it'll die, but it'll, like, shut down the screen to save battery while the settings say not to do that. And uh, battery, I'm having battery issues. It's just the battery is getting drained very quickly.
0: Uh, So you basically have to leave it plugged in all the time?
1: I have to now. And, like I think I'm roughly three years into this laptop, so i'm just i'm just hoping hold- hoping and holding
0: i'll send you I'll just send you my old computer through the mail oh so, actually no I, I I might need it, but still,
1: nope, you already promised it live on the podcast. There's no way that could be edited out uh,
0: yes, now, who knows who edits this thing?
1: <laughs> yeah, no one knows
0: uh, so anything else going on in your world other than my computer balls?
1: uh. Uh, I was on a podcast. I was a guest as an esteemed member of the War Games family.
0: Is this your first ever podcast guest host spot?
1: Uh, no. I've been on podcasts before. Oh, okay. Like twice, I think.
0: So this is your third time being invited on a podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've done, like, I think I reviewed Wrestle Kingdom 10? I did a post. That was ages ago. Did a reaction show, and that's about it.
0: And uh, how how did Omakase go? Did you enjoy it? There's lots.
1: Of, yeah, I'm just gonna come in here and start
0: burying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we we talked about how John is our our most prolific listener. Yes,
1: far and away. And also, I also
0: I admire the fact that John does in fact listen all the way to the end, like because mm. I'm I'm a person that tunes out for plugs. So although thank you, John. They
1: admitted that they didn't listen last week. So I could just regurgitate all of our points from last week's show when talking about Double or Nothing. Oh, good. Oh yeah, Double or Nothing happened. Did you like Double or Nothing? Oh, uh, This is an our Double or Nothing review. I'm going to talk about it again. Um, yeah, I thought everything was fine at worst. <laughs> I didn't hate anything.
0: Glowing endorsement. Everything was fine at worst. Yeah,
1: um, and the main event was amazing.
0: Uh, yes, the Stadium Stampede was everything you could possibly hope it would be. Uh, joy and happiness... I like wrestling. All
1: right, so now it's time for your complete
0: not to turn around on Brodie Lee. Please speak to the crowd. What do you mean, complete? I I think Brody Lee's a great wrestler and a terrible character. I continue to stand by that statement. <laughs> he's just like that. That it made it all the more worse that he's this stupid, idiotic, cringy Vince McMahon character when he's a such a better wrestler than that nonsense. Stop giving him a character that is worse, worse than what he had in WWE. Mm. I'd, I'd take the Bludgeon Brothers over this. I yeah, want the hammers uh, over McMahon. What, what if he brings man. out a hammer while being Vince McMahon? He'll lay the hammer down on John Moxley. John yeah. Moxley. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, Brody, the match was great. Probably a little better than I thought it would be, even, especially for an empty yeah, room. You were match. down on the and match. You, do, you weren't hyped for it at all. Yeah, and, well, because the build was awful and I hate the character. But yeah, they had a great match. I think that's the key. Just let Brody Lee wrestle. Yeah, he's like this wild man wrestler. Stop making him be Vince McMahon and let him be a wrestler. And then, oh, because we're
1: going in reverse order now, uh, I also really liked the Sheeta-Nyla Rose match.
0: Yes, uh, once again, a, a really great women's championship match after the uh, Nyla Rose against Riho match, which I think was probably slightly better. But still, the, yeah, women's title matches delivering lately. About,
1: about on the same, uh, same, uh, whatever. They're about as good as each other. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. If if uh, Sheida and Nyla Rose had a crowd, it probably might have been better.
1: Well, it did have a crowd—a crowd of forty screaming AEW maniacs.
0: Yeah, everyone's favorite people, the AEW maniacs, brother. What the, are you gonna do? The
1: AEW Galaxy, as they were called that one year, uh, show. Power
0: Rangers Lost Galaxy. And what it's a good else? Theme song. Oh, and Brian Cage debuted. <laughs> Yes, dum 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 dum. Former fact, heavyweight champion of the world, former X division champion Brian Cage debuted in L wrestling. Uh, you're very excited because you're a big fan of Brian Cage. He got in the ring and he immediately did Wardlow shit. Yeah, like that's fucked up. But that's a, that's the innate problem with dearest Brian Cage.
1: That so you have a younger Brian Cage right there.
0: Yes, but I suppose in th- well, is he younger? I don't think they're actually that far away apart in age. Wardlow.
1: How search Brian Cage's age? You set Wardlow's age.
0: Wardlow's 32.
1: Brian Cage is 36. Yeah, he's a whole four years younger. Don't worry about
0: it. Which is like, that's not like generationally different. Generationally
1: though. different. Wardlow ready to go.
0: It's not like, oh, put Brian Cage out the pasture, even though you'd want him to put Brian Cage out the pasture because you hate Brian Cage. You have a real irrational hate of Brian Cage. I don't
1: know, man. That's just, I just don't find him particularly interesting
0: like it's not even a case of you know it's like oh you know i don't really like him you hate him I don't you hate, hate brian him i'm saying i hate him you said your exact words were i will quit the podcast if he wins the aw championship to be fair you said something similar about jay white that's understandable <laughs> yeah,
1: i was like jay white's gonna win it and you're like you will quit jay white's better than brian cage
0: i'd rather watch brian cage murder people than jay white do well actually jay white's a great wrestler who is also a terrible character <laughs> yeah, let's get into Jay White on this podcast. Uh, the Bullet Club hasn't debuted yet. We have to wait for that.
1: Eventually, one day. And then Kenny bo- can bo- like bo- do another bo- thing Bullet where he talks Club. about the lion. And then mm. he can write some more fan fiction live <laughs> on air.
0: And Cota will finally debut in AEW and we'll have Golden Lovers against Cold Dust. Oh yeah, is that the dream match? Yeah, well, in fairness, uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll, 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 no, we'll go straight to AEW. No, 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 I have debut. things. I have
1: plans, remember? <laughs> But we were—we're we're already ten minutes in. What are your plans? I, I—I I went to the Discord, Garrett. I, interaction with our fans,
0: you fuck. Oh yeah, you told me not to look. Yeah, okay. So uh, you can't be like, I oh, had yeah, interaction with our fans. Don't look at it, and then shame. Yeah, because I'm gonna do it, it. I'm gonna
1: do it to you now, live on All the right. pod.
0: Go on. <laughs> so
1: I went into the Wednesday War Games uh, Discord tab. Is that what you call them? Channel. Mm.
0: Channels, I believe, yes.
1: And I said because nothing happened on these shows. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: nothing happened. Nothing on Nothing of interest happened. happened. I, was I was like, like you know
1: what? Please send in any gamer questions <laughs> for Wrestling War <laughs> games. So, you say that as if like the revival didn't. No, nope, nothing on this show, of interest happened on these shows. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna answer some questions. We're gonna answer some Q and A's. Fight pit. Yeah, nothing. I say so, uh, John. Uh open bracket omaka say close bracket asked when will you and Garrett review Sailor Moon?
0: Uh never. Why no. would I review Sailor Moon? The only anime I watch is Naruto. Yes. And I don't even watch that anymore. We'll get around you to it. Me. We'll get back to it. Or Garuto is at Garuto. Yeah. I'm still paying for Crunchyroll, by the way. <laughs> I get mine for
1: free. <laughs> um, Why? Because Australia has like a free Crunchyroll.
0: That's so upsetting. Yeah. Um, Liam For Crunchyroll Mac- getting five hey. bucks a month for, for me for not even paying for Naruto? That's not a gamer question. That's an anime question. Is there a Sailor Moon video game? There's
1: definitely Sailor Moon video games. Uh, there's probably a number of Sailor Moon video games.
0: You're a Sailor Moon.
1: Liam D. McCann. <laughs> uh, McCann. Said, hi Liam and Garrett. What game developer... <laughs> What game developer do you want to do a wrestling game? And I'm not just thinking, what developer do you want to do a game where you do matches and the wrestling? Be creative, fam. I have my answer. So you want me to say mine so you can think about it?
0: Nintendo. Just Nintendo
1: doing a wrestling game.
0: Nintendo would make a great wrestling... Well, they actually made they made pro wrestling on the NES. But Nintendo would actually make a great wrestling game. I want Arc System Works to make a New Japan fighting game. <laughs> I want Nintendo to make a a, a a turn Smash Bros into a pro wrestling game with like suplexes and brainbusters and shooting star presses, but you do it as Link. Do
1: you? Do- <laughs> oh, so you want you still want Nintendo characters just doing
0: wrestling? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I still want like a Samus doing a, a freaking springboard four fifty dragon runner or something. All right, so you just want DLC for Smash that's wrestling themed? Yeah, Put them in a wrestling ring and let them do wacky moves, Sakurai. You're not doing anything at the moment. Go do it,
1: Garrett. This one is directed to you. Uh-huh. Uh, what would you say to someone who accidentally threw away their copy of Breath of the Wild, hypothetically, of course, from Dustbuster?
0: Uh, I'd say go get a new one, even though it's still full price. <laughs> oh, Nintendo.
1: Um, Droyman sent like five questions, and mm, I think two of them are video game related tangentially. <laughs> Do them all quickly, rapid fire. Okay. How do you see Wardlow splitting from MJF? Uh, and who do you think will be the person we'll, to get no, into the main no, event scene? We'll talk about that
0: in the show. The second one, we'll talk about the show.
1: Jungle Boy, Semi Guevara, Darby Allin, MJF, and Hangman Page are the young stars uh, AEW is hoping to cultivate. But who do you think out of the rest of the roster has a great chance of becoming a big deal? Wardlow? Wardlow? Um, nobody else. Do you think Santana Luther. and Ortiz can get up there as an all-time great tag team for AEW like they were for Impact?
0: Yes, if just, it's basically a matter of whether or not they're pushed at that level.
1: Fair enough. Given that Matt Hardy started his cinematic stuff in Impact following his defeat uh, to EC3, I wouldn't mind some retrospective thoughts from Garrett. Is the end result anywhere near what you expected or thought possible at the time?
0: Uh, I don't know. It's the same as it was in 2016. Like, it hasn't really developed or evolved in any meaningful way. He's still doing more or less the the same thing, the same jokes he was doing in 2016. So, no, no, I guess. Yes, yes is the answer to that question because it's exactly what it was four years ago.
1: Finally, if Brian Cage is Wolverine, which X Men characters do other AEW wrestlers correspond to out of the X Men movie franchise?
0: Um, Alright, so. Uh, John Moxley is Cyclops.
1: Wardlow is the
0: Juggernaut Bitch. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> uh, who else do we have? Uh, a Shame it's on Impact Question, because of course Ace Austin is Gambit. Um, uh, how dare you! Uh, uh, Leva Bates is All of the Women due to her fantastic cosplay skills. No, she's
1: clearly just Mystique, then.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yes, yes, that makes sense, due to her chameleon-like abilities. Mm. Um, Cody is a fucking Iceman. Uh, do we have any bald... Christopher Daniels is Professor X. That actually is pretty on the money, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hardy is Magneto. No, Chris Jericho is Magneto, come on. Yeah.
1: Darby <laughs> Allen uh... is Nightcrawler.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm
1: trying to think... Uh... All right, I'm going to just give you AW names, and you got to tell me
0: who they are. All right. Codester. Uh, Cody is... Hmm, he's the he's... fire guy that I forget. Uh, human Torch. <laughs> That's <what I'm> <laughs> the, uh, the guy who could, like, he had a lighter, and he could firebend. <laughs> I forget his name. I don't remember his name. I think it was Pyro. Sounds <laughs> it. Um, the Young Bucks. Uh, who are T? No, the Young Bucks are, are Pyro and Ice Man. No, so I already is, gave it. them, but we already... <laughs>
1: Alright, fine. Sorry. Who's Kenneth? Uh,
0: Kenneth is... <laughs> no, Kenneth Ooh. is Cyclops, because Cyclops is the biggest dork of them all. But I uh, made a very funny joke about Cyclops being John Moxley, because he spent most of the year running around with one eye. Uh... Kenneth is Storm. Big Storm.
1: Yeah, film, I, 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 I can vibe with that. Um, Brandy is very clearly, uh rogue no not rogue uh phoenix jean gray jean gray yeah uh we'll do we'll end on a hot one who is jr
0: jim ross is um, hmm, <laughs> um moira mctaggart <laughs> Says beast oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, brian well brian cage is wolverine but he'd be a good beast as well, especially with his blue tongue <laughs> <laughs> self rib. oh dear is, that, is that all our questions? I believe that is all of the questions. Every week we talk about AEW Dynamite, WWE NXT, AEW1 last week. So we will kick off with AEW Dynamite, which we also kicked off with the Young Bucks and Matt Hardy against Joey Jalen and Private Party, in a really fun match.
1: We got a cool little segment where Matt was like, I don't want this Matt Hardy. And then like 90s Matt, Team Extreme Matt Hardy going, I don't want this Matt Hardy. And then what I think was meant to represent like, young Matt Hardy, but he was wearing his Like, like Omega 2000- Matt Hardy? Yeah, but he's wearing his 2009 key gear. <laughs> mm. Which I think was meant to be him as, like, young boy Matt Hardy, 18 in WWE somehow. And they decided, yes, that was the Matt Hardy they wanted.
0: Old school, like, really young backyarder Matt Hardy.
1: Like, uh when Jeff was 17
0: and still working WWE <laughs> illegally. And Matt, did- Matt did a moonsault! He broke out yeah. a moonsault on this match. With and, his big uh, jimmy knees. This was a really fun match. Yeah, Matt Hardy. Like, four again, four. say what you will about the character. Love or hate the character. Matt Hardy, bell to bell, has been really good in AEW.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think this is the best
1: his gimmick been in
0: forever. He's just bouncing between characters. Yeah,
1: but like, I think that's a good way, because like what you've said from the start, is like it's a catchphrase character, and if you can't do the catchphrases, what's the visual equivalent of ca- the catchphrase?
0: Doing the gag where he changes from different generations of Matt Hardy. Indeed. The Butcher and the Blade attacked the Young Bucks after the match before The Revival or FTR or Fuck the Rest. Fuck oh, the rest. language. Not the best. Um, I just wanted to give Mark
1: Quinn some credit because I bought on his injury completely.
0: Oh, yeah, and it was clearly just a way to get Matt Hardy out of there. Which mm. I, I thought, it, it also, it was a nice little wrinkle to Matt Hardy's character that he would, in fact, sportingly help his opponent and out. And from
1: the start, he was worried about it. I also thought Isaiah Cassidy did a really good job of selling it, too. Because um, before mm. he came back in and he took the finish and lost, um he was screaming to, like, Mark and like, come on, you can do it. We're almost there, almost there. And like, I thought that was really believable.
0: Whereas the second their post-match attack was there, I, I, me and my galaxy brain, I was like, oh, that's why they had him do the injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, the Revival showed up. How do you feel about the Revival showing up another crowd, Liam? This was the... Okay. Like, at the start, I said that I was very, like,
1: adamant. We stick. We wait, keep everything off until you have a crowd to pop for it, right? No title changes, no, mm-hmm. t- no turns, no debuts. But we just, like, this is the new reality. You can't hold off on everyone for another two months, another three months. You just have to do the best you can do. And I think this was like the best way they could debut someone in front of uh, a non-important
0: crowd. You know what I mean? And the, the problem, the bigger problem is, you don't know whether it's going to be two months yeah. or three months. It could be five months. It could be six months. You really don't know it when it could you're all going kick back up again, back and we could go buildings. into a
1: second run of this shit.
0: Yeah. So you, you can't really just sit in a holding pattern anymore. You just kind of have to start moving like, on. and like yeah, they they had the forty people there who cheered and, and it, made it feel. It as got special a decent. A it always.
1: AEW has been so perfect with their presentation of their shows. I feel like even when something like this happens, they still popped enough that you are like, "Oh shit, there is a pop for it." It's not ten thousand people shitting themselves, but it's the closest you are going
0: to get. It's it's forty people shitting themselves, but yeah, it's it's noise. It's yeah. I will actually talk about that NXT's approach to the crowd oh. on the back half of the show, which. I have points to make about NXT's approach to crowds on multiple levels. But um, I liked the Revival's car. It was better than Cody's car and more meaningful than Cody's. At least it looked like they actually drove into the building, as opposed to Cody's, where he literally just drove three feet. Because mm. you saw you could saw Cody come from a stopped position. Like at least the Revival <laughs> seems like they were driving in. They just got there, as opposed to Cody, who who was like five. He literally got in the car and drove five feet. It's stupid, you but know, alas.
1: And unlike um. Some of the other jumps to AEW, like I feel like FTR felt the
0: most at home immediately. Well, they've been building this angle on Twitter been for four years. It. They've been building
1: it longer than AEW's been around.
0: <laughs> Much longer than AEW's been around. So there you go. Revival showed up.
1: Yeah, and I'm very excited. Um, I'm, I, I'm glad it happened because I was like, Oh, really? We're going back to Butcher and the Blade against the Bucks?
0: <laughs> that was like their debut feud, basically. I was, I was thinking, poor Butcher and the Blade are always just, like, props for whatever story. It's like, you're MJF's guys, now you're just guys for the Revival to beat up. And now <laughs> you're like, probably gonna start
1: feuding with the Natural Nightmares on Dark.
0: Yeah. Well, has, is Ali still associated with them? Because she, she, she's she's doing her own thing now.
1: Yeah, but I, I my assumption was that, like, that's gonna be a... a the eventual play is gonna be them against uh, Butcher and Blade. And like it's going to be not building to of... an
0: alley against Brandy feud. I no. I mean yes, but with the tag teams being the representatives of them. A big, uh, big all-out six-person tag. Maybe all-out buy-in. Hey, don't uh, don't you take the bunny off of all-out?
1: She's not the bunny anymore. Checkmate. <laughs> <Supporter>. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> John Moxley entered to join commentary, or do you have more things? To I just wanted to the say revival? it was overall. I thought it was a really good first twenty-five minutes to the show yeah good match good angle what more can you want post pay-per-view especially post pay-per-view which generally seems to fall into like like the last time the, the post pay-per-view show was very kind of low-key resetting the table and this one it's like oh big moments was it last time had jake roberts debut <laughs> well jake jake roberts yeah did you do who do you want jake roberts with the revival
1: well <laughs> which one of them's gonna whip their snake out on
0: tv uh, john moxley joined commentary is <laughs> brian cage squash lee johnson oh, lee johnson, lee johnson our boy he is such good... I'm, I'm almost so upset when I see how good his gear is. And he has, like, multiple different versions of this gear. And it's better than, like, 90% of wrestlers. And he's, like, enhancement talent on, on AEW. So what do you do in the rest of the wrestlers?
1: I'm a big fan of AEW Dark.
0: Uh, I'm not. It's a squash match show that's yeah. perfectly meaningless. And it's fine. It's But, fun. like, nah.
1: You see some cool people in there. You see uh, Musa. You see Grimm. What are your thoughts on Grimm? Big friends
0: of Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, no, <I> know.
1: <laughs> Part of... The closer uh, knit circle of Mike Tyson. <laughs> that's where, that's how they got to
0: AEW. You see Wardlow, he was on the last dark. Yeah, but they're just doing pointless squashes, and that's yeah, fine. But pointless I don't squashes ever need to watch it. Not not a freaking eleven of them in a row. Yeah, but what do you want? 11 15 fifteen-minute matches in a row? No, it, it take like, three matches, but, like, 11 of the same kind of match, back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Yeah, it's fun. It's just excruciating. Especially in front of nobody, it's even more excruciating. Yeah, because they
1: don't even have the 40 people in the crowd because they're all wrestling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all the Dark Brigade are wrestling. Though all the Dark Brigade made dynamite tonight, so there you go. Good work, lads. Yeah, no Alan Angels, unfortunately. This was a really good squash, I thought. Like, Brian Cage, uh, uh, he's he's best served, I think, in environments where he's mister get get Get-My-Get-His-Shit-In. So, like, you know, when he's just there to get his shit in, I think he's much better than when perhaps he has to carry entire matches by himself. It was a minute of him doing moves. Yeah, and he killed the guy with the drill claw, which always looks like a phenomenal move, to be fair. Yeah. You hate Brian Cage so... You can't even be like, the Steiner screwdriver is cool. I mean, the Steiner
1: Michinoku driver that he does. <laughs> That's what the drill claw is. No, the, the, the Steiner screwdriver is like a sit-out tombstone. If done cool no, stone, and by Scott's diner. It's the same move. Mm, one's a tombstone, uh. one's a driver onto like the, the back, and he half the time he hits it. It's like a, a sheer drop falcon arrow.
0: Do you want him to actually drop people on their head? Uh, Scott's diner did, and it was it's cool. Not... <laughs> That's fair. Uh you and your relentless vendetta against poor Brian Cage. He's doing his best. Hey, will we
1: have a good match with yeah. Mox. Uh
0: Taz got a good promo after the match as well. Taz. Good promo. Who'd have thunk it. Beat him
1: if you can. Survive if he lets you. But Cage's music is terrible though. Oh, I hate the Path of Cage stuff as well. It's not good at all. It, like cuz the natural like thing is like him and Kenny. right? like cuz the didn't like just add the didn't da-dun-dun-dun. didn't. Uh, and he's
0: been he's been Not building, but 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 angling. Angling is the word I'm looking for. He's been angling for a match with Kenny for years now. When Kenny's the champ and he needs to
1: like have a first title defense, cage is a good option.
0: It's weird though. They debuted uh uh, what's his name, the guy with the dark order, uh, Brody Lee. (laughs) Hold on, that was on
1: purpose.
0: Don't you even claim that that was like he actually
1: left your mind?
0: They debuted Brody Lee and he lost. What's his name? Uh, they debut Brian Cage, and I assume he's just going to lose the marks. It's a weird way to debut two guys who you'd, like, in theory, who you'd be pushing as, like, unstoppable monsters. I mean, it's if if they do a similar finish to the Brody Leaf finish, I don't think Cage loses anything from losing that way. But, like, it's still his first major match, though. Do you want these guys losing their first major match, both of them? I don't think it really matters in the
1: long term. I think you lose a bit of that, like guy finally overcoming the person but like i also don't know if that matters that much anymore
0: but i, I still think those are uh, it's those two guys in particular though like the big unstoppable monster brian cage and the big unstoppable lance archer uh, cult leader Cody. yeah all these people are losing their first feuds which i i get there's people there that they want to push uh, but it, it's it. i think that's a, a a problem with the way they set these people coming into two big programs at the start that's the problem with doing that in general, you know what I mean? Yeah, so they sort of eased these people into lower card programs before having them lose to Cody or cage or to Moxley or Moxley again.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh,
0: Britt Baker is telling you about the, the, the rules to be a role model role with two L's now because oh, she's in a wheelchair. Very good point.
1: Britt Jericho. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I thought the content of this was good, but the delivery wasn't particularly good.
1: I don't know. I I was entertained I thought- throughout, so... T- Tony hates her.
0: <laughs> Tony's the best. Tony's just like, ah. Tony was like one step of doing his what the fuck again. <laughs> well, she did. She nearly said, get the fuck out of my way in the second, didn't she?
1: And Rebel was there again. Rebel's getting on the Indeed. screen.
0: Menagerie to tributes.
1: Good stuff. I, I like. I was going to I almost caught a Statlander. <laughs> I like Baker still. And. She'll be back at All Out, which is I think way longer than her actually than what Tony Big TK said on the on the presser.
0: Well, All Out is in theory what September. Yeah, it's four months away.
1: Yeah, so. and he said it would be two months max for her injury. So uh,
0: maybe they saw that, like this is a good angle for her, so they should um basically just keep her in a wheelchair
1: for another two months. Hey, and she doesn't have to go bump <laughs> around. So or wrestle. I did. <laughs> I like how it, like her conspiracy bit was like a, was a complete like
0: homage I did enjoy the, the the bit where she was like Aubrey Edwards was there for the first one and she was there for the second one and she was somewhere for the third one
1: I was like wow was Aubrey really at all three oh no it wasn't it's just a good bit yeah it's a good bit uh,
0: yeah I, I thought this could have been trimmed slightly uh, I, I think you should you should put the Brit in the, the more backstage or, I was going to say or, like, just, this should have been a pre-tape scenarios. instead of being out on the ramp So you can get rid of, like, awkward pauses where she's like, "Uh, uh, uh, Rebel, go get my board. And then she just sits there. Mm. And there's silence for, like, 30 seconds as Rebel goes and gets her board. Hmm. But, yes. Not is certainly better than she used to be. Yeah, she's really Uh, found herself in this heel character. I think, like, she was always meant to be the heel shtick. Uh, Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle were cutting a promo before Orange Cassidy walked across (gasps) their shot. And then they were like, Ah! Jericho was mad. I, I'll be very... I'll be furious, in fact. Not very mad. I'll be furious if they do Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy without a crowd. That's one you do save. Do not do that without an audience.
1: Jericho and Sammy versus Orange Cassidy and Mike Tyson.
0: They should do that. And, uh, and then Jericho should knock out Mike Tyson isn't, like, Didn't
1: effect. Tyson say, like, his favorite thing? Oh, no, it was Nakazawa. I think I said this last time. I keep thinking it's Orange, but it's Nakazawa that he loves.
0: So what you're saying is it should be... Uh... Yes. Yes. Tyson and Nakazawa yes. against Jericho
1: and Sammy. Nakazawa got his first win on Dark. Oh, how have uh, you know? Good for him. Breeding, beating uh, Brandon Cutler.
0: Brandon Cutler and uh, Peter Avalon on their race to the bottom.
1: Yes. I, I really hope that's
0: an all-out buy-in match.
1: And they're both just... Like, that's
0: actually... And then that's a draw. That's a good story. That's a good use of the rankings to be like, these guys never want a match and they're desperate. I like how it's like, Eve, they're below even Lee Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, Lee should win all his matches.
1: That's crushed. the the next key is to have them lose to like your Lee Johnsons and your Allen Angels.
0: <laughs> yeah, before they eventually do wrestle each other, like that that will legitimately be an all out match that'll have stakes and importance. Well, it, if that's it added the story a little lie to a pretty nothing battle royal. So <sighs> we'll talk about the battle royal, royal in she defeated Christy Janes in a it was it was fine. Yep. It was a little long for the the newly crowned champion in a, a match against the nobody, but other than that,
1: we're getting a lot of HBO Max plugs on this. Sure.
0: Uh, we are. Which do you think? Uh, what's going on? Fighter Fest is coming up next. Do you think that's going to be on HBO Max?
1: Um, as long as it's on fire, I don't care.
0: Yeah, once once I have access, to, because we don't have HBO Max here. Who, so
1: who cares? Yeah, but like, HBO Max is a pretty big deal. I'm getting that impression. It's it's the the, the Warner
0: Media streaming service. Schneider yes, so Cut's going to be on it, and if it's like
1: yes, um, hey, all you nerds, <laughs> stick around and watch. John Moxley versus Brian
0: Cage. Sure. Sure. Warner would would be mad not to try and get Dyna or AEW pay per views on that service, I... or at least like dyna- Dynamite VOD on that service. should be a no-brainer.
1: If HBO Max means that we get like a mini pay-per-view in between the big fours, I will be all for it because I just think these four-month stretches are just way too fucking long. Six
0: weeks is ideal. I've told. Uh, I've, I've screamed that from the rooftops. Hmm. It's like two months too long. Four yeah. weeks can be a little too short. Six weeks. Window. Yeah,
1: so if we can start getting like a B tier pay per view every six weeks or so, and it's on HBO Max, I'll be I'll be all for it. Mm. Because like, it's just it's it's why even though they do these like mini pay per view equivalents on TV, like what Blood and Guts, I assume would have been Bash at the Beach, stuff like that, and the Jericho Cruise, I still need I need like I need to have the I, I don't like having tunnel vision to these like. Things that are just way out of the sight. Like, I need something to, like, get my teeth... It's like how when we were complaining about NXT and their build-to-war games, how just every week kind of felt aimless. Mm -hmm. It's a bit kind of like... It's like that. When something is so far away, there's just nothing... Nothing that's seemingly coming up. You need to have something to build to in, like, the immediate vicinity. It gives
0: everything structure.
1: Yeah. And maybe that's just because, you know, we grew up on WWE 1 pay-per-view every four weeks... And, like, so we're just accustomed to we need to have a pay-per-view, we need to have a pay-per-view, we need to have a pay-per-view. But, well, maybe I am. (laughs) But I do... I want one still. (laughs) Even if that is the case. (laughs) That's a whole generation of people that are
0: accustomed to it. And, like, as I said, I think that format works from a storytelling perspective. I think wrestling stories generally peak in four to six weeks. Anything longer, you're stretching it out. Anything shorter, you're rushing
1: it. And plus, I, I always... TV inherently is always going to feel like slightly less of a big deal, even if it's a big match on TV. It's going to feel bigger if it's headlining a pay-per-view than if it's headlining a random TV with a title defense.
0: And the funny thing is, more people will watch the TV show, but like more people will have interest in the pay-per-view. You see that in the Wrestling Digital numbers every single time. Like Pay-per-view numbers, interest goes through the roof. Compared to television, in which more people watch it, but it, it it it's like seen. It's as less important. It's it's perceived as less important. People uh, consume it as something that is less important. And maybe that's conditioning. So maybe if the AEW spent years conditioning people to expect big TV matches to be big and important. Well, I, and I substantial. think that's a middle
1: ground. Like especially if you're going to do a pay per view every six to eight weeks. Like now that they have these B tier pay per views. If you still have, like, a big Mox title defense three weeks in, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mm. need to be, we need a big title match every single week, but, like, you know, give us, a like, the Haker match, I think, despite you not liking it, I think that's a good halfway point. Indeed. To just have a random B-tier title defense before you go on to someone else. During the break, they were filming Kenny Omega
0: and I <laughs> page in their
1: dressing room <laughs>
0: <window>. <laughs>
1: With his, um, giant jug of milk on ice.
0: Indeed, as one does. Ice and milk, what's he doing? What's he doing? Oh you, you haven't you haven't done that? No. You
1: haven't had like an iced chocolate before? No. Where you just have milk and ice and then like chocolate flavoured stuff and then you have like cream and such, yeah. It's like a milkshake, but it's made it's it's waterier. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a milkshake,
0: but worse. <laughs> ah.
1: I think they're refreshing. They're much easier it's yeah. like an iced coffee, except it's chocolate. But I don't drink coffee, so
0: it was very amusing. Paige spotted the camera and he was like, what
1: the hell is this? He <laughs> was, was in their hotel room.
0: AEW <laughs> Spire. I hope that's like a long-term angle. It's like, it's actually somebody debuting who's actually stalking It's, an, Page it's and another hacker. The yes, uh, there's so many hackers on all of these wrestling shows. Uh, Cody Campbell comes out, cuts his big promo. He's like, I'm champion now. Look at me. I'm so cool. I'm like like, Tom guy. Brady's my best friend. Uh, open challenges.
1: <laughs> I was like,
0: wouldn't you pick, like, I don't know, a
1: Jaguars <laughs> quarterback?
0: Hey, yeah, there's no loyalty to, to Tony Khan's family's I mean, football team. I mean, there was literally
1: a match on the, on the I was going to say the pitch. Do Americans call it the pitch?
0: Uh, I think they go for field, yeah. but let's stick with pitch, because we're not Americans. They did,
1: they did a match on the pitch, and there was, the mascot was there.
0: And you got Judas Effect, which was amazing.
1: Oh, and and you had the, the cheerleaders dancing to Judas. <laughs> I think I found a new kink.
0: Uh, Leaves is going to be playing that nonstop. Uh, yeah, good, good. I, I think open challenges slightly played out, and also doing uh, announcing an open challenge gimmick when there's a battle royal on the show for number one contendership doesn't make a ton of sense. Well, just it, but... in the future,
1: um, I actually like it because I think it's a good differentiating factor
0: between the world title and the TNT title. I don't mind him defending the. I just I think that the open challenge thing. WWE hit on it with Cena, and it worked with Cena. And, like, every mid-card champion now does an open challenge every, like, six weeks. But this is every week. Every single week. It, it's nearly that uh, that or that bad sometimes. And, like, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things W has done too much so that I wouldn't do it.
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of into it. And I think it gives Cody something to do. And an excuse to have Cody on TV every week.
0: Well, do you need an excuse to have Cody on TV well, every week?
1: Well, there's been weeks where Cody hasn't appeared in any way at all. Like, it gives you a guaranteed Cody match.
0: Oh, oh, oh that's what I'm looking for. That's a what, guaranteed that's Cody what match.
1: Their, their fan base is looking for. Mr. 50-50 himself. Oh, Cody... Yeah. But um, Cody said that he uh likes the silver belt, and he is wrong.
0: Uh, Yeah, that belt is is horrendous. Yeah,
1: you some gold plating on that bitch. Uh,
0: we then entered the AEW Dark portion of the show. As Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc defeated Frankie Kazarian's Scorpius Guy in a number one contendership match. Which, that made no sense, because... They're not even in the top five contenders at the moment. None, none, neither of these teams are. There's another. There's obviously uh, best friends who are number one contenders. Natural Nightmares. <laughs> yes. Natural Nightmares. Uh, the, the Young Bucks, the Dark Order, and uh, who are the Lucha Bros, I think, are, are the four teams that are ranked ahead of these two teams. Okay. And for some reason, to these be two be teams fit. are having a number one contenders To match. be fair,
1: two of those teams can't
0: wrestle at the moment. Still? the young bucks can they were on the show yeah
1: but they're in a feud
0: (laughs) but that's not how that that's not how they're in you forget
1: they're in a a feud but uh, with who uh with ftr and the butcher and the blade (laughs) (laughs) so and then the natural nightmares who are also apparently yeah it should have been a three-way tag (laughs) it should have been natural nightmares just kipping havoc (laughs) I guess. I like Kip and but Havoc. But why? What?
0: The, the, no, neither of these teams are in the top five. This is why you... This is actually the first time we talked about rankings in weeks and weeks and weeks because it's the first time it's been I mean, even remotely relevant matter. on this television show. I mean, don't they matter. don't But They don't. But if you, if you use them, you have to make them make sense. And you can't have two teams who are ranked out of the top hey, five having a number one Garrett, contenders match. Extenuating
1: circumstances, okay?
0: Fight you. Uh, Havoc and Sabian won. They face up game Page next week.
1: <laughs> Imagine if Havoc and Sabian win... <laughs> <laughs> the tag champs. and then they face best friends for the tag belts at fighter fest oh i'll stop watching this show i like kip and havoc together better than separate yeah but they should only do plunder uh, well yeah next week make it a plunder match they would have a really sure. fun plunder match with
0: kenny and hangman
1: and set it in a bar
0: i have faith that they'll have a really good match with kenny and hangman in general but that's because kenny and hangman are a very good tag the best team best tag team in the world <laughs> We had an MJF promo, which, uh, who cares, oh. however, the most important thing, oh. the most important thing here was the tease, the, day, the, the, the dissension between Wardlow and MJF. It's too soon. I, I think, honestly, it's not soon enough. He should turn on him next week it's and then beat soon. MJF, and MJF should be just kicked back to MLW. Yeah, but that's
1: not going to happen.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. It's It's too soon to even remotely tease something. like it, it, This shouldn't happen for two years, yeah. never mind two months. But now that we've learned Wardlow's thirty-two, <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's maybe dream, it is it's time. <laughs> yeah,
1: this should have this should have been a bigger deal. Maybe they're just going to so set it up
0: and they won't deliver it for like another year. But and maybe like the yeah, it depends how often they tease something like this. Whether it's it's if it's it gets once dropped for like three months, months,
1: months and then they bring it up again, maybe.
0: So yeah, they should basically like, like each period between dissensions should d- decrease. So like the next one should be in four months, then three months, then two months, and then eventually he snaps.
1: Maybe they've realised that. Dissension has, like, been their best star maker so far. (laughs) Because it's like, it's
0: worked with Hangman. Yeah, this should have Wardlow kill him. Wardlow Um, should beat John Moxley. Wardlow should. This should be the Wardlow Wardlow show. Wardlow should answer the open challenge and beat Cody instead of (laughs) MJF. I've abandoned my in very particular circumstances. Yes, because Wardlow is the the
1: fucking sickest. Um, Well, then, now that we're here, Garrett, shall we Mm. roll back to Droman's uh, question? Which was, Which was, how do you see Wardlow splitting from MGF, and who do you think will be the person to get him to the main event scene? The answer is Kenny Omega. Continue. Uh,
0: they should do another battle royal like this. Uh, MGF eliminates Wardlow after Wardlow does all the heavy lifting, and then he snaps.
1: And then who do you think is the feud that gets Wardlow over the top?
0: Well, it's Kenny Omega. Come on.
1: Because <laughs> well, Kenny's going to make a star out of anyone they need him to, uh, in like, especially like two years down the track, once he's been world champion three times.
0: Speaking of battle royals, we had the biggest nerd battle royal in the history of Dynamite. <laughs> It <laughs> had all of the nerds. Oh, I love MJF uh, Wardlow, Billy, it had Billy, uh, Bi- Luther, Luther, Arkham, Small Spaces. <laughs> uh, which is uh, a tribute to Billy and Chalk, of course. Brandon Cutler, Peter Avalon, Sonny Kiss, Daniels, and uh, Jungle Boy, won by Jungle Boy. So many nerds. Dark showed up in force. Did you see the dark clip? I'm <laughs> talking about AW mm. Dark a lot. Um,
1: did you see the dark clip of Sonny Kiss's, like, axe kick? <laughs> No. It was so
0: fucking sick and so brutal. It was like that, like that flip downward, like kick, and just murdered. Sunny Kiss is one of the few dark people that I would like to see on Dynamite more.
1: Yeah. Well, like they're doing a team with Sunny and Joey as like
0: South Jersey scumbags. Uh, as one does. So like a bit more of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jungle War One. Jun- the-, the Jungle Boy and Roy Cassidy had a fun little closing stretch. Otherwise, this match was abysmal. Hmm.
1: Uh, Santana said, beat up O.C.
0: Yes, so Orange Cassidy will be, in fact, feuding with the Inner Circle.
1: Which I assume means the best friends will be feuding with them, too. My best friends on this show.
0: Uh, well, they have their tag match coming up. I-, I did like Chuck tweeted, and no I'm one contendership match <laughs> if I've been fired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which brings us to our show closing angle.
1: Hell yeah, it's Enokism time, baby. <laughs>
0: As Jericho uh, and the Inner Circle had a a fun little uh, pep rally, the highlight of which was that they printed Inner Circle wins stadium stampede (laughs) T-shirts and like dumped them all. Really, they should be selling the jerseys. I would. I I want one of the jerseys, Liam. I'm so upset they're not selling them yet. I would frame the jersey. I would buy an Inner Circle jersey. Yeah. Who gives a Let's just ignore the first ten minutes of the segment. (laughs) Yeah, I thought the first ten segments, ten minutes. I mean, it's it's good, Chris Jericho fun. Then Mike Tyson and his crew came out. Yeah The the, I I thought the pull apart was good. I'll give him that. But the build-up to the pull apart was like the cringiest, most awful thing I've seen on this show in a long time. That's because Mike Tyson didn't give a shit. (laughs) He did not take it seriously. He had who was the guy next to Have we worked out who the guy next to him was?
1: Apparently he's some like dude who's like just some rich kid, like Who's like lives off his, like, like I don't know if like lives off his dad's money, but like lives off his dad's
0: fame or whatever and notoriety, and he's just like in Tyson's crew. He had no business on television. Like, the fact that, that uh, whoever was like uh, Tony Khan apparently runs Gorilla. The fact that Tony Khan saw him and let him walk out his entrance tunnel. Everyone else is fine.
1: <laughs> Especially like that. Henry Souto, who should have got way more play for being out there. Someone who was a multi division UFC champion like two weeks ago.
0: I don't know all these UFC people. They're they're for. Garrett,
1: even 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 so, <laughs> you surely can understand the magnitude of having someone who was a two division champion, a really recognizable fighter, was two weeks
0: ago, and like he really got focus any on play. The doof with the, the next to him. He's just it was it's fine. Don't <sighs> worry about it.
1: And Excalibur tried so hard because he's like, oh Henry Cejudo, like, Henry Cejudo, oh Henry Pierro is getting the fight, but he's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Rashad Evans was there
0: Rashad Evans is really cool And Victor Belfort was also there No good No good Like uh, like The idea is to get mainstream publicity The idea is for this clip To go everywhere And you don't want this clip going everywhere You don't want that clip of Tyson Doing the weird Flexing and smiling He's thing weird mate, mate. with fucking eyeliner on Yeah you do not, Like uh, if, if I were AW I would The clip I sent to the media Would be cut the second The pull apart starts Yeah No earlier Yeah, which I think they did. To be fair, Uh, well, the 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 clip they posted on TNT started from, or the TNT Twitter started from. They posted uh, two of them, so Um, they should have trimmed that down.
1: CNN covered it, and you know, in their WWE section.
0: (laughs) Ah. But like, I, I'm, I'm personally, I've always been of the opinion these celebrity things never work, and you shouldn't do them. I mean, because like, like you want you want people to think Kenny Omega is a mainstream star. You don't want to bring mainstream stars to, to make people think Kenny Omega is a mainstream star. It's the exact like, complaint
1: like, that's we had with we were talking about the Game Awards. Yeah. When Vin Diesel comes out and goes, and they all go, "Whoa, there's a real celebrity here! <laughs> like, look, there's a real actor. Fuck all these other guys. Look, there's a real one." And he's gonna talk about his video game. He does movies because movies are better than video games. That's what this was.
0: Yeah, I assume this is actually built into a match at least. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Have you just to stream all out is gonna be Jericho Tyson in some manner.
0: Jericho's the right person to do that with, mm. even if I don't think I want it.
1: It'll probably it'll get some mainstream buzz.
0: him actually doing a match should.
1: The idea is like you go in to watch Tyson Jericho and you stick around to watch Omega and Moxley or whatever.
0: Yeah. And you go, ooh, who's this guy? Well, realistically, what will happen is the, the, the people who like boxing don't like wrestling, so they're just not going to watch wrestling. Well, look, the thing
1: is, like, Tyson does have that reach where he's no longer just the boxing fan guy. Like, there's a lot of people mm. who just know Tyson for being Tyson. From the hangover. Well, yeah, like, there's yeah, there's a lot of people who know him from the hangover. But, like, Tyson's just one of those figures now
0: where it's, it's, it's reached out beyond the sport. Honestly, his crew felt so very like something out of The Hangover.
1: <laughs> Musa and Grim.
0: Yes. Uh, I I like the idea that Tyson watches Derek every week, and he's like, "These guys, these are my, my boys."
1: Posse. No, Alan Angels. What the fuck? I think a decent episode of Dynamite. Yeah, there
0: was a. Th- I would say inconsistent. The first twenty-five minutes were definitely the highlight. I think yeah, the Kate Squash was good. Some of the promos were good. The the freaking. Battle Royale was awful, and the main event segment was pretty bad. We've, we've gone so long without Hangman.
1: I would have liked some Hangman. Well, you're getting him in a tag title match next week. Yeah. But you know what I mean, though? It's like, we already mm. went two months without Hangman wrestling in a ring.
0: Uh, well, Yeah, he wrestled on a horse. Yeah, who called that <laughs> shit? He didn't do a buckshot off a horse, though. There so. was
1: like three spots in that Stadium Stampede match that I called before they happened. Mm. And I was like, did I write this segment?
0: That probably just tells you that they did a very good job executing that segment if the stuff they did made sense and you were thinking about it beforehand.
1: Well, I'm definitely the guy that they're like aiming for. The guy's
0: like, oh, this guy will get all the memes. You're a meme. I am a meme. He heard it
1: here first.
0: On the topic of memes, that takes us to WWE NXT. Biggest meme of all. God, it opened with uh, Drake Maverick defeating Kushida and Jake Atlas to qualify for the finals of the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. I hated this finish.
1: It just doesn't make so sense much. for Drake Maverick because you want to root for him. You don't want him to be getting through by the skin of his teeth. The the whole story with Drake Maverick is that you want to see him fighting and fighting and earning his spot back and then he gets cut off at the end. You're meant to feel really bad for him. But he's not fighting. He's like getting through because other people are fucking up.
0: <laughs> yeah, the fluke win against Kushida uh, slipping a banana peel and this this week where Kushida has Jake Atlas in the armbar and Drake Maverick just rolls his arm. Like... Uh, I'd still hate it if it was, j- like, I think it would be a bad finish if it was just uh, Drake Maverick put his hand over Atlas and pinned him. But the fact that Atlas also tapped out before the three <laughs> made it, like, even less of a legitimate win for the plucky underdog babyface. It's just so st- Stupid. By the same pinning logic, Kushida was pinning him with his legs. <laughs> yes, yes, Kushida should have been pinning him. So it's a, it's a draw, it's, it's it's one of those finishes that's just like, look how creative this is, and then you think for a single solitary second about it, and you're like, it doesn't make sense what? on a logical level, it doesn't make sense on a booking level, and it doesn't make sense on a character level. Yeah, but well, the character thing was like out of the window
1: completely. But there was a way to do the actual finish and make it logical, <laughs> but it's just they chose to do it in the most
0: skin-of-your-teeth, bare-minimum shit possible. And uh, WWE are doing their shitty-ass exploitative storyline where they fired a guy and brought him back and made him fight for his job, and they can't even do that story well. They can't even do their shitty exploitative story properly. Ah, This company is so bad. They can't even do a good underdog babyface story fighting for his career without completely undermining it. Jake Atlas
1: had cool gear. And
0: they're like, no, I'm not done. And they're like, <laughs> 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 that, they, it, it, it repeatedly underlines that they don't understand what makes Rockstar good as a performer. That they feel like he needs to get those cheap ways out every time. They don't understand what makes him special. They don't understand why people connect with him. So they can't have him win legitimately. Because he's small. Even by going through the whole logical character build, which should be, you know, he's fighting people
1: who are better than him, but he's he's getting there and, he, and he's getting the wins through his hard determination. And he's getting there, he's climbing, he's climbing. The obvious conclusion to that is you have someone in the finals who was an absolutely despisable heel who you're like, Oh, he has to beat this guy and he has to get through him, but I don't think he can. But it's like, no, you've just had some dude. Some dude mm-hmm. is at the it's end. It's
0: Phantasma. Another baby face. It's not even a heel. It's yeah. a baby face. Like the final boss should have been some heel that
1: you're like, oh he, he, we're rooting for him and he's gonna get there, and he's gonna get there, but he has to get through this one bad guy, the one the worst guy in the tournament. But it's like, no, didn't do that. They can't they just can't tell
0: stories. They don't know how to do it anymore. Like they legitimately they just don't know how to do it anymore. And kidnappings. Uh yeah, there's more kidnappings, sure. <laughs> Yay. Triple Threat in your house announced it'll be Charlotte, Rhea, and EO you know, for the title. There you go. Excited? Should be another person in there after tonight. <laughs> Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae came out and cut the, to cut just, a promo, and th- this is this is where the crowd very much annoyed me because the crowd <laughs> obnoxiously overbooed him, <laughs> and I'm just like, shut up. Well, they were just they, shut they up. were just upset because they were standing for ten hours. That's true. This is this is a protest against WWE forcing for, forcing these poor people to stand there all day. But, like, I've never bumped on the way AEW's crowd behaves because they don't really. One, they're further back, so you hear them more as, like, a cacophony of noise as opposed to, you know, right up against the barricade rail.
1: Probably because they're allowed to sit down. <laughs>
0: yeah, so the, yeah, that does help. But, like, even WWE can't do putting people at ringside to make noise without them just overdoing it in a way that's annoying. <laughs>
1: yeah, you that's know, funny. The first match, I didn't even notice there was a crowd.
0: I yeah I I actually I, I ranted about the match. I thought the the actual action of the match was actually pretty. Yeah, good. like but I was I was watching shootout, the match and
1: different. I didn't even occur to me for a second that
0: there was people in the crowd cheering or
1: booing or whatever
0: stuck behind their plexiglass. Liam, maybe you you just you couldn't see through the plexiglass. It's Bloody down, Jr. Though. took
1: a bit of a dig at them today, huh?
0: Yeah, go Jr. Whoa. The war uh, rages on. Speak. Speaking of open challenges, Johnny Gargano introduced the Johnny Gargano Invitational. Which was answered by Adrian Alanis, in whom he promptly squashed.
1: With the Johnny Gargano Invitational, does he have, like, a big box at the back, and they all put like write their name, and they put it in there, and because that's how he gets it? Or did he just, like, see someone write their name on it and go, this is the guy?
0: Uh, I would imagine his Invitational is entirely a sham, oh. and he just picked this guy to die. His, uh, whatever, Evolve member. I would like there to be, to be a ballot box at the back. A sign-up sheet? Yeah,
1: and everyone just puts their name in, and he just... And then he, shoot, brings the name out.
0: <laughs> Mia Yim and Keith Lee spoofed the Gagano and uh, Candice LeRae dinner segments. They pointed uh, out how I, stupid I... it is. Which is nice. Well, I suppose it's heels, so it's fine pointing out how stupid the heels are. But
1: it's like, they they, they point out how, like, the editing of the segments are dumb.
0: <laughs> well, maybe they did the dumb editing of the segments to then satirize it. Yeah, it's, it's the long-term NXT storytelling that we're not giving credit to. They
1: had empty plates.
0: Mia said, "Like Candace, you've been around here forever, but you haven't won titles.
1: Neither of you. <laughs> you have both been around wrestling at the same time.
0: <laughs> you can't throw shade at Candace for not winning a title. You haven't either. It's true. But alas, uh, yeah. So the the those are well. Johnny is a ta- Johnny and Keith Lee's a takeover match. Is me and Candace isn't yet, is it? The buy-in. The the takeover buy uh, takeover sl- outside your house. It hasn't started yet. <laughs>
1: the takeover backyard match."
0: uh yes indeed they better bring out Uh, the old in your
1: house like set set otherwise what's the point
0: Shotzi blackheart and raquel gonzalez poor Shotzi. catch dives (gasps) would you catch dives i'm so sick of watching these wrestling shows and seeing people not catch dives and i saw someone the theory that it happens more often when you put two people to catch a dive because you know people don't take accountability they rely i'm I'm going to be the person person to do it Yeah, they're like, oh, oh, Raquel is going to catch her. To be fair, uh, Raquel probably should catch her more. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But, like, it's just, just catch people. For the love of Mm. God, can we start catching people? God, she, that was a rough one. This happened, like, this happened so much in the last couple of years, where people have just stopped catching dives. And people are like, oh, dives are dangerous. It's like, they're not. It's it's like, you're supposed to just come down harmlessly, because the people below you are supposed to be trained professional wrestlers who can catch you. It's as dangerous as anything else is. Yeah, it's probably less dangerous than taking a regular bump, if you have professionals below you who are going to catch you. Hmm. It probably does
1: happen more when there's a huge crowd, because they're just like, ah, someone else will get him. Take accountability, wrestlers. Come on. Um, of course. Dakota Kai got in the tank. Stole the tank. Didn't shoot anything. And then...
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tegan Knox came out. And she had pizza earlier in the day. She did. Which is why she probably wasn't wrestling. She was was full.
1: Candice showed up. Keep going. Um... And then that happened And then there was a match <laughs> uh, You know uh...
0: Leave us so much to say about NXT We had a video package for Damien Priest versus Finn Balor and Oh Mr. wait Finn Balor said he-, <clears throat> he will Oh yeah go on
1: Damien Pre- oh, I went Scottish immediately I was practicing <laughs> this earlier Oh, I have to go like <laughs> The snakes in the back The snakes in the back I'm gonna bury you <laughs> <laughs> you still went Scottish. I know I practiced this Okay I have to go like Really offensively Irish first So like I have go to go like Oh hoity toity Fucking yeah And then And go from
0: there Great
1: To go resist. like Oh hoity toity Oh fucking bury her, There you go
0: There you go You didn't slip into Scottish uh, <laughs> He's gonna bury him He's gonna bury
1: For him For the boys <laughs> <laughs> I just turned back. into Drew McIntyre <laughs> Oh the boys in the back
0: Oh <laughs> uh, Oh, I hate Finn. No, That's next. I now kind of ironically enjoy Finn. Oh, yeah, because it's so over the top now. It's funny. Charlotte Flair and Chelsea Green defeated Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. So we did those two DQ finishes <laughs> so that Char- Charlotte could just go and pin EO in this match. She had her feet in the ropes, but still. She just pinned her. I hope we, that we twisted couldn't pin that EO just week. pinned we Charlotte. We just pinned her
1: now. At the pay- it doesn't say the pay per pay- view, but. I hope EO pinned Charlotte now. And, like, they put Chelsea
0: Green in this match.
1: Have Chelsea take the fall, for the love of God. It's just—it's going to be Rhea beats here, and then Charlotte's going to fuck off back to so Raw.
0: Upset. I'm going to be so upset. If Charlotte does not take the fall in that match, I will be mad online. And then
1: Chelsea Green fired Tony Khan.
0: Poor Robbie got sacked. Chelsea Chelsea had one event of success, and then she fired <laughs> her manager. He's going to have to run back to Aaliyah. <laughs> hey, hey, remember me? You wanna wanna be a part of the team? <laughs> he should he should bring in Rob Terry. He should just just bring in Robbie T, and they should run rough. And Robbie T should be the Wardlow of NXT. Hey, uh, just like Raquel, Raquel is the male of NXT. How dare you? That, then they Bobby will run wild. Wardlow, Welsh Wardlow.
1: I'll bring back um, Big Barry. Who? Mason Ryan. Why did you call him Big Barry? Because he's Barry Griffith. Barry, Barry Griff, something. That's his name on the Indies. Why do
0: you know why? Why do you know Mason Ryan's name? Because that's he was T W. Fair enough. <laughs> I thought this match was actually pretty good. It was a good match. I don't remember it. There you go. Tons to say about WWE NXT. Oh, I don't even want to talk uh, about the next segment. Oh, Colin Cole and Regal. You're super into that.
1: I don't want to. It's just who <laughs> could care ever. It's going to be a cinematic match.
0: It will be a cinema match. The, uh, Regal announced that Cole will, uh, will face a Velveteen Dream at a location it's, of Regal's choosing.
1: It's going to be the Velveteen Nightmare.
0: Uh, it's going to be a Velveteen Nightmare. In, it's
1: going to be a Velveteen Nightmare and it's going to be in a literal house. And
0: what if he wins? <laughs> I Why is he getting another title shot? I don't not. like that William Regal, Man of Fairness, is like, oh, this man is going to get another title well, match. Lost?
1: He's like, well, he was screwed out of it. He's going to face him what in mean? a house, and all of the Undisputed Era are not going to be able to get into the house. And they're going to be, like, <laughs> in- trying to get into the door, and they're just going to be failing. And then they're going to go into, like, a bedroom or something,
0: and then Dexter Loomis is going to, like, appear from under a bed. They won't have the In Your House set on the show itself, but they will fight in the no, no. In Your House set. There will be, will be the, the In
1: Your House set will lead to an actual house. And I think you're <laughs> under- it's going to start, like, in the ring- and they're going to fight in front of the In Your House set. They're going to open the door and they're going to magically transport into an actual house. Probably an actual house of an NXT viewer, in quotation marks, who are watching the show. And then they're going to fight there. And then Dexter Loomis is going to appear from under a bed. I'm into it. If this happens,
0: <laughs> I quit. I think we're be all royalties at this stage.
1: Uh, from both companies. Just let it be known. I've said it now. That's Liam's lock of the week.
0: <laughs> when is this show? June 7th, TakeOver. There you go. Uh, uh, only Lorcan and Danny Birch had a, a, a feature. They've only been around for four years and they're finally telling us who they are. Having a beer um, with the boys. I like the way they're like, we're on a roll now. They won two matches against Ever-Rise. And it's like, yeah, we're the best team in this company.
1: Eh, hey, oh, oh, eh, hey, oh. Good so they
0: will, that's likely the TakeOver match, uh, them against Imperium. So there you go. That'll be a
1: good match, though. That'll be the tradition of NXT takeovers having like a four-star tag match to open the show.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, probably will be. Uh, Champa squashed Leon Ruff before then cutting a promo, or the uh, other way around. Uh, Killer Cross cut a promo on him while Scarlett watched on. You know what?
1: I'll give Champa some
0: credit. He's a fun squash guy to watch because he just does knees and shit. Hits his knees and then hits his angel's wings, and everyone's happy.
1: So, Garrett, we didn't talk about yes. this before, but um. Uh, the big the big twitter rumor is that cold contracts coming up in the summer. Mm. Do you think there's even remote chance that we see on AEW Dynamite Adam Cole returns from the dead cuz he is canonically dead in the Elite verse.
0: Like the, 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 there there should be an offer for him. He's a big star. They should offer AEW is already pretty full. They don't have a lot of roster but spots. Fair, so they can't just keep adding people. They have
1: a lot of mid card and below. They're, they're not, they're, they're, very, so they're, many people. they're, they're a pair, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, they're very bottom heavy.
0: Yeah, but so, like, still, they're still added, like, they still have that layer of, like, Jungle Boy, uh, Darby Allen, MJF, and, and Sammy Guevara, <laughs> and they keep bringing people in on top of like, that. Maybe Marty, <laughs> showing up soon. Uh, so he was on Being the Elite, that's obviously the one sign, he's back! He's back, bro. Villain Enterprises, yeah. buying the dark order. <laughs> Like bringing in the revival, bringing in Cage, bringing in Matt Hardy, bringing in Brody Lee. Adam Cole. Like you're, you are running out of room at the. Well, t- start a the second show eventually. But I don't want a second. Like really, I I don't want another like two hours of AEW every week. I like just having two hours of Dynamite and Dark exists for me never to watch.
1: I think you still have to make an offer to Adam Cole of all people.
0: Yeah, and WWE will probably make a a counter offer and like, wherever he goes, he goes.
1: I don't think you make an offer to like a Cameron Grimes level guy but I think you make an offer to an Adam Cole because like regardless but
0: you see I, actually, I, I kind of disagree I think Cameron Grimes is like more valuable than all of the dark nerds that were in that battle royal so like if you if you slot Cameron Grimes into one of those people's roles in AEW the show gets better
1: Adam Cole is like a legitimate like star
0: <laughs> and it would be a big blow to NXT to lose him
1: It's plus like that, there's also know? yeah there's that value is like you take the shot at NXT as well hmm. It'll be very interesting, and it will be a sign, even more so, that AEW is a bigger player than people think they are. Because, like, even though they obviously are. They have John Moxley. Hey. <laughs> hey. Even though they obviously are, there's still some people uh-huh. that, like, mm, you know what I mean? And I think those people would be the ones who'll be like, oh, fuck, Adam Cole. Because, <laughs> like, it's that fan They base. have John Moxley. Yeah. People have already discredited John
0: Moxley. <laughs> Brings us to our main event: in a fight pit match with special guest referee Kurt Angle, Timothy Thatcher defeated Matt Riddle. Did you like this more or less than their match? It was a couple weeks ago. It's ruled. It's about the same. This did. I didn't like the ref pause, and I didn't like the one count they did, but they did only one count. I didn't like the the fake blood. Yeah, it's like, I wrestling matches are built on momentum. And I thought this match started really well, because they, they came flying out of the gate. Riddle did that cool, like, tumble off a cage into a, a kick or a knee or whatever it was. And they, they really got into it from the very beginning. And then they did the ref stoppage, and they slowed it down, they went to break the game back. And then they just did the rest of their match. And the rest of their match was great. Stop doing ref stoppages. Stop doing counting spots, which thankfully they only did one of. Uh, but yeah, this was great. I like this lot. I like
1: this much more. I'll give this match a lot of credit, too, because... This is the first time in a while, I don't know how long, but they've done, like, this is a brand new match type that has a brand new look that looks really cool.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's felt different on NXT, and, like, I don't like grappling, and, uh, you see, I I think grappling either has to be very stylish or very explosive, otherwise it's boring, Mm. and this was very explosive, so I was super into it. Like, you
1: know what the last time I felt like when I saw something like this was when I saw Ultimate X? Obviously Mm. not as spectacular, but just, like, visually distinct matchup and a visually distinct match type that you can go back to.
0: Uh, the, the problem is, though, uh, I, I think this particular match type to do it well, you need a particularly uh, you need to be Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, you need a particular set of skills. <laughs> and, like, Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher have those particular set of skills. But... but,
1: adversely, I think, like, chuck a fucking, chuck a ricochet in there and see what wacky shit he pulls off.
0: He will do a double moonsault off of the platform. That is true.
1: Um, There was one problem I did have with this match, though. What was it? So, the way they built this match-up, right, uh-huh. it was supposed to be like like the lion's den. Like it's, it's like a shoot, you know what I mean? Like It's a very serious... We have chucked them in there to beat the hell out of each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just get them in there and let them fight. And they immediately discredited that stipulation by having a cameraman in the pit... Like, yeah. if you're just chucking these two people, like, it's meant to be, like, the Colosseum, and there's two warriors in there just fighting to the death, but you have you have a civilian in there. That'd be like if the UFC chucked a cameraman in while a fight was happening.
0: And, like, the, the, the thing that always baffled me is, like, TNA solved this problem 15 years ago. <laughs> but it's like, even with cage matches in WWE, they don't
1: have a, a cameraman in there. Like, they've done it before, but I don't think every single cage match, they just have a guy sitting
0: in the corner, especially in such a small cage. And like people would be like, oh, you shouldn't shoot through the cage. And I agree. But cut holes. Like, TNA solved this problem 15 years ago. Just cut little camera holes in the cage to shoot through. This isn't rocket science. I don't even mind if
1: you have someone in the corner of, like, the little, like, perch area. Because you had a ref up there. But having someone literally in the corner of the ring, in the cage, was, like, it just instantly killed the credibility of the matchup to me.
0: I did. I did like the the the, the idea of the Roman Colosseum. It's like I, I, you will fight to the death, mm. and you will be filmed by Jerome over <laughs> here. <laughs> Ted will be
1: in the corner shouting, "World Star."
0: <laughs> it was a good match, though.
1: Yeah, but like I just I remember watching that. And I was like, because
0: like, it's
1: like, they also they portray it as brutal the entire time. Like, oh, we can't have a regular ref, and then we have to have Kurt in there, and. T- Tim's teeth are flowing out of his mouth, but it's like, don't worry, Steve's in there.
0: Makes sure he gets all the good shots. I just
1: thought that was very silly because, like I mentioned, in a real like a real MMA contest, they just had a cameraman in the ring constantly moving around. <laughs> like that's just insanely
0: stupid. Uh, Thatter choked him out. Yeah. NXT. Pun. I didn't hate it as much as usual. That's a plus. Sorry, I looked at my phone. <laughs> picture- <laughs> I got a picture of Ellen Page sent to me. We have, like, three minutes left on this podcast. Can you wait until then to look at your pictures of Ellen Page? I mean, sorry. <laughs> uh, match of the week.
1: Ooh. And, um, yeah, I'll probably give it to the... As much as I, just, I just spent all that time ragging on it. I'll give it to Thatcher and Riddle, because I really like that match.
0: Yeah, I thought that was easily the best match this week. But a uh, pretty large margin. There wasn't a much of great wrestling on AEW this week, was there? No, like, the opening six-man was probably the second best match. Yes, it was fun, but nothing special. I won't be like, oh, that six man that opened AEW Dynamite. Whereas I will probably be like, oh, yeah, the Fight Pit match. That was fun.
1: Like, Which match am I more likely to go back and watch sometime? Probably that Fight Pit match. If nothing else, because it was visually cool. Show of the week. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I, 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 I didn't hate or love either of these shows. I'm relatively indifferent to both of them. I think both had good points and both had bad points. But I'm probably leaning... Slightly toward AEW. Slightly.
1: Yeah, I'm about the same.
0: Uh, Poll 75% AEW, 25% NXT. So it didn't matter who I voted for. Once Garrett bothered to remember the password to the account. Uh, listen, because I have a new computer and it didn't, for some reason my Chrome password's not auto autosave, whereas my Fireworks Fox ones do. I should probably look into that. But alas! Thank God, there we go. Liam was here to save the day. You you did save us from uh not being able to post the poll. And Speaking of so saving the day, go
1: listen to me on Amarcusay, <laughs> in which I yes. saved the day. Um, it was a long podcast. It was like two hours almost, and that's not that long. Well, it's long because like our podcast is like an hour and fifteen minutes our max.
0: <laughs> yes, this
1: is this is going to be one of the longer episodes that we've done. Yeah. So, like, uh, what do we talk about? We reviewed Double or Nothing, we mm-hmm. did the five matches, and then we spent, like... You got you got the Naito Omega debates that you wanted, <laughs> so <laughs> go listen to it for that. I wrote a little speech, <laughs> and then we talked about, like, mid... Well not even mid, we talked about all of the 2010s of New Japan for, like, half
0: an hour at the end. So a fun time was had by all? Mm, it was
1: really fun, and there was some technical issues, but <laughs> we got past them, and... Hopefully, we'll give it a second shot with less technical issues one day. <laughs> and you'll be able to vote in the Amacus Awards this Ooh. year. I also, I want to get in on a draft, so this is my a formal call out of John to get me in on a draft.
0: Well, there you go. You can follow us on Twitter at WarGamesPod, where you can vote on the follow. You follow me on Twitter at Garakin. You can follow me on Twitter at Larakin, nope. but again, he'll only let you in if you're a, a high-profile influencer. If, yeah, <laughs>
1: if, if, <you're, laughs> if you have a tick, or if you've got a decent amount of followers, or... If you have scoops, they're <laughs> my three requisites. <laughs> uh,
0: if you would like more Elite coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to Everything Elite. If you'd like more WWE television coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to and Robes. If you'd like more Liam ah. in your podcasting feed, you can listen to Wrestling Omakase. Ah. Thanks for listening, man. Bye bye. I have no ending.